Welcome to Healthcare Hacks and Connections Podcast. Here you will learn all things podcasting, acquiring amazing tips and tricks required to transform your podcast into an essential tool to grow your business. On this show, we will bring in expert guests from across the healthcare spectrum. They will share their personal stories, discuss their struggles, and give real examples of how a podcast helped to grow their business. Now let's head into this week's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today we have, I know we always say there's a special guest, but this time it's like actually a really special guest. He was on here during episode 20 when we first started this thing. And now he's back. Well, we're on probably like episode 120 now with it. But I just want to welcome this person onto this podcast because he's the reason why this podcast exists. He's the reason why a good amount of my business exists. He's the reason why I was able to get Christine even out of corporate healthcare and working for me now and, and building our life and building the dream that we want. And, you know, I just want to welcome Greg Todd to the podcast, Mr. GT. Appreciate you so much, Nate. You know, man, I'm so darn proud of you. I really am. I really am. And you know something? We'll eventually talk about the challenge and all this other stuff and whatnot. But one of the reasons and my wife was saying, why do you always got to do events? I was like, because, babe, people's lives are changed during events. And yeah. as I'm doing this podcast with you, I can't, I can't help but think of the event, the event that changed everything for you, you know? And, and yeah. it wasn't me. I mean, thank you for the kind words, but it was many other people that led you on the journey to where you're at right now. You know, mm-hmm. I'm one of the people, but I did the event. Yes. I did the event. And that's the reason why I'm so bullish on events because events bring people together that would regularly not be together. Events make things happen that would not normally happen. And you capitalize off of that big time. And I'm just proud of you, proud of everything you've done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and it even just hearing you say that it, it warms my heart because then it knows that whatever I've been doing is in the right direction. It's, it's has the right values behind it. It's not a sleazy way that I've gone about it or anything. Bro, really what you've done. If y'all want to take some notes, here we go. Take some notes with it. Let's take some notes on what Nate did. So here's what he did. So basically what he did is he said, you know what? Is there some way that I can actually help the marketplace? Is there some way that I can actually work with people that I would want to work with? So dude comes to this conference, right? Comes to this conference. He actually took one of my programs. I think part of taking the program is they got to take it to the conference or they had to pay. I can't remember how, you know, how it was. Basically, they paid to go to the conference. And he goes to the conference and he's like, wow, I like these people. These people are really cool people. And he's like, man, if I could work with people, these are the top people I'd want to work with. At that time, he was planning on becoming a physical therapist, right? But what does it matter? At the end of the day, it's like, hey, these are the people I want to work with. Cool. So he tried to figure out, all right, well, what's a way that I can serve? And he saw a gap in the marketplace. There was a gap. They were good at what they did, whether it was Josh, was this one, was that one, that, that, like all these people, David Bailey, blah, 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 like all these different people, right? It's like, they're good, but they need to amplify their message out even more. So it's like, what's a way I can get them to amplify their message? Oh, you know what? I learned in this course how to actually start a podcast, how to do a podcast. You know something? Let me actually become really good at it. And then he just became the guy that everybody knows. It's like, if you want to start a podcast and you want to do it legit, legit, you go to Nate. 
and basically, and then he stuck with it. He stuck with it and he, he's done that year after year after year after year. So that was probably three years, three, four years he's been doing this. And that's it. And that's a really important thing because so many of you have so many amazing ideas and you have amazing stuff, but, and it probably will work. It's just, are you willing to stick with it through the highs, through the lows, through the pandemics, through this, through that, through all of that? And most people won't. It's not that your idea is not good. It's that you got to get good. Sorry. Just keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's true about the the highs and lows because I've even experienced it. It's not like there isn't any. And it's just peaks and valleys and and just always there's always a new low and there's always a new high every time in in business. Honestly, bro, that's the way that it is in life. You know, mm-hmm. you guys have been married now and you got your business. Look, if you haven't experienced any lows yet in a relationship, it's going to happen. At some point it will happen. Okay. Yeah. You're going to have highs like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like, how can I do life without this amazing woman? But then there's going to be days just like, oh, how am I doing life with you? Oh my gosh. Like, right. It's the same thing with business. Like, oh my gosh, I could never work for somebody again. This is so amazing. And then there's some days where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm broke. How am I going to pay my bills at the end of the month? Like, Guys, that's part of the game. And, you know, that's just life. And I think a lot of times we're trying to run away from pain and from discomfort, where pain and discomfort is actually what allows you to create the thing that's more powerful than money, silver and gold. And that's wisdom and understanding. None of that happens without pain. So anyways, I don't know if we were going to go there, but here we are just talking. I'm just feel like I'm just one of my little kids you know (laughs) (laughs) it really is it really is you know i I have looked up to you so and i mean even when you invited me on stage and i and then we can even talk about this is and i was talking to your daughter that day we were at breakfast together and i was nervous as heck i was like oh my god you just said come show up talk on stage like it's a podcast and i'm like i don't know what questions you're gonna ask It's fantastic, right? Did you get clients from that? Heck yeah, I did. Yeah, Heck yeah, yeah, I did. Some of them yeah, are yeah. still clients and some are continuing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys have to understand that. And by the way, the only reason why I brought you on stage, it's not just because I like me. I like a lot of people, but I have a responsibility to the people that are coming there to the conference to help them with getting them to move forward in their life. I'm not going to make people fly yep. in from all over the country and all over the world just to basically teach them something I could have taught them online. Got to do that. I got to actually get them to be able to change their life. So I knew strategically, if I bring in Nate, who's not a PT, he's not a PT student. Like he's just a dude wanting to do PT and realize, whoa, 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 there's a gap in the marketplace that I can help people with. And I think in, in, I'm in the beginning, he was just going to do that and do the PT thing. But then he realized, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute there's something big here. So I knew that there were PT students in the audience. I knew that there were also people that were 30, 40 years of being a therapist or being a dietitian that they can't move forward because of all these things that they've told themselves. And I knew that he would inspire at least one person. And that's why I brought him on stage. Now, did it bless him in other ways? Sure it did. But he blessed me. I bless him. Let's just rinse and repeat, baby. Yeah. And, and that did lead to some conversations afterwards with people, like even that, that weekend of just getting them to even like realize that like, you know, maybe they do need a pivot because being a doctor, you know, in, in, in the family's telling them to do this. And I'm like, 
erase that. What do you want to do? What brings you joy? And then I talked to the person and kid you not, Greg, this person was already making what a new grad PT would make. And I was like, then why the heck are you still going to be a PT student? If this is not what you want to do at the end of the day, he's like, yeah, I love personal training. I'm like, if you're making already what you make as a personal trainer, like just figure out the systems and scale that like, dude, what are you doing? You know, a lot of times I think we have to be, we just have to be willing to have honest conversations with ourselves. Yeah. Why are we doing what we're doing? You know, you know, we're doing it to please our parents. Are we doing it to please our family? Are we trying to be the first generation physician? You know, we're trying to be the first generation doctor, trying to be a first generation nurse. Like, I don't know. Here's what I can tell you. What I can tell you is that at some point, our job is to live life and it's to create a life. And what I mean by live life is I've got to live life for myself and I've got to live the best life that I can possibly live for myself. That's one component. But then we got to also create lives. And sometimes that means you're going to have children. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But a lot of times what it means is that you have the responsibility to go and create better lives for other people. Okay. And so what I have come to realize is that what's more important than me being a doctor, it's more important than me being first generation nurse in a family is for me to actually be the first generation of wealth in my family. Because what I've come to realize is that money is a tool that can be used to break so many curses in a family. Money can be used as a tool to do so many things to allow me to be a better father, to be a better husband, to be a better mentor, to be a better activist in my community, to be a better philanthropist, for me to be a better investor, not just investor in monetary things and material things. I'm talking being a better investor in my church. Money allows that. And that can create an entirely different legacy. Bro, do you mind if I kind of go off for a second? Go for it. You know, go for it. When Carrie and I were, so it was our first year of marriage, right? So we got married March 31st of 2001. Okay. About to celebrate year 22 this year. And so this is March 31st of 2002. We're in our one bedroom apartment. And I don't know if this is tradition for all cultures, but Jamaican tradition is that we take a piece of the cake and you keep it in the freezer. You guys did the same thing? Okay. So we take a piece of the cake and you keep it in the freezer for a year. And when you get to a year, you take it out of the freezer and then you have it and you talk and reflect. I'll never remember, I'll, I'll never forget being around our dining table in our wet bedroom apartment. And Carrie and I had probably one of the most powerful conversations. That conversation was one of the seeds that changed our lives. Okay. And I'm going to tell you the, the vehicle and the process that changed our lives. But here's the conversation that we had. And I want those of you listening to the podcast to just nod your head if you feel like you want this for your family. So Carrie and I, at this time, I'm making 39.5 a year as a physical therapist. Okay. I'm a year out of school. Carrie is a recreational therapist, basically making like 12 bucks an hour working at some hospital or something like that, you know, doing some play stuff with people or something. I don't know what the hell she was doing. But anyways, so she's doing that part-time. She's also trying to get her master's in teaching. And we're sitting around this table. We said, okay, well, what is it that we could take away from this last year? And what do we want moving forward? And we talked about some of the highs and lows. Our first year was our roughest year. Talked about the highs and the lows and all this other stuff. 
So what do we want move, moving forward? And we said that, you know what? We think we need to break the cycle. Break the cycle. Let's talk about break the cycle. Now, here's what we mean by breaking the cycle. Breaking a cycle means that all of the generational sins that we've had on both sides of the family, whether it's infidelity, whether it's physical abuse, whether it's emotional abuse, whether it's neglect of the children. We talked about the years and years and years of the cycle. This one did this because their parents did that. This one did this because their parents did that. And it's just generational cycle. So we said, what is the generational curses that we want to break? This is what we talked about at our dining room table in our one bedroom apartment. And we talked about all the different curses of physical abuse, of emotional abuse, even sexual abuse, of money, of so many different things. And we just claimed it, Nate. We claimed it at that time. We didn't know how we we're going to do it. But now, 22 years later of marriage, I can tell you that the reason why most of those things are now broken, pretty much all of them are broken, is because of money. Money has been the tool that we've used to be able to buy back our time. Not to buy a Bugatti, not to buy a McLaren, not to buy multiple homes. You know, I got some. But it's been to buy back my time first. And then what do you use with the time? Well, now that's, that's called stewardship. And the Bible talks about stewardship. And what you do is you use the time to be able to reinvest that time into things that mean a lot to you. So whether that is, I want to use the time to actually invest in my marriage. I want to use the time to be able to invest in my health. I want to use the time to be able to invest in my four kids. So today we've invested in our four kids. They're all homeschooled. One is now off to college. We've used it to be able to invest in our marriage. I believe if we didn't, I believe Carrie and I wouldn't be together. We've used it to be able to invest in other people and help them along their journeys. And without me getting money to be able to buy back my time, there's no way I would have ever met you. And if anyone's listening to this podcast and I've helped you in some way, or maybe this is the first time I'm helping you, but you're like, you know what? I've already gotten a little bit of value, not too much for the guy, but a little bit of value. Well, understand that the only reason why I'm able to do this podcast at this time of the day to be able to serve you is because I got money. And so I'm not ashamed to talk about money. And I understand that money is a tool that can be used to bless a lot of people as long as it's used correctly. So I think that's, that, that's a really important piece for people to understand. I think so. I think it definitely is. And that's just that mind switch of round money because the old generation around money was like, save it, put it in the savings, leave it there, you know, 401k or, or even uh, retirement, right? Your retirement money, which retirement, well, I, I didn't even know what it really was about because I never knew even if I was going to get it. But I just figured that out that the other day someone told me was it was mainly supposed to be for like groceries and like those type of expenses, but people relied on it for like to sustain their life. And it's like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's nuts. You know, the way that we've been trained is, and it's, it's such a broken thinking. Probably one of the, it's the first thing I'm going to talk about when I do the challenge is I'm just going to deal with this on the first day. It's like all the broken thinking that we have around money. Number one is that the whole goal is to retire. And if you can do that by 65, great. But if you can do it earlier, even better. I think that's the first broken, like that's the first broken thinking, okay? The goal in life shouldn't be to retire. There's nowhere in the Bible that it talks anything about retirement. Nowhere. 
We are here to serve each other. That's what God put us on his planet for. Nate serves people with his podcast. He serves people with building their podcast and building their audience. I serve people in a few different ways. I have a few different businesses. I have a physical therapy, a set of physical therapy clinics, and we serve people through rehabilitating them. I'm a coach and I'm a consultant and I help people with growing their business in a similar way that I did there. But my unique way is that I've done multiple businesses in multiple different industries. So I'm able to attract a wide array of people. Okay. All right. I have now a vacation rental business. I have a staffing agency in the Philippines. There's all different types of ways that we serve. There's nowhere that it said that, hey, Greg, when you get to this age, you should stop serving people. No, no, <laughs> that's not even a thing. So that's the first broken thing in that we were told. Somebody told us on this thing of retirement. So here's what's happening. What's happening now is that people feel like their finish line of a race is that I don't have to serve people anymore. So the whole thought process, your whole subconscious is when can I stop working with you? It's a broken thinking. That will mess you up. Here's the other thing that we're taught. We're taught that money is very finite, meaning that whatever you get, you got to hoard it. We're not taught that I can allow it to flow. I'm supposed to just be a conduit. Money can flow into me and my job is to freely let it go out. And it needs to continue to work like that or the machine, the conduit gets stuck. It's kind of like, you guys know when you have like, somebody's like getting rid of trees in your neighborhood, right? And that tree, that, that grinder comes, right? Okay, so you know, and then you hear sometimes where it gets kind of like caught up or like a paper shredder, maybe that's a better example, like the paper shredder. And if you put too much paper in it at one time without it being able to come out on the other end, it gets blocked, right? And so when people have this mindset that, oh my gosh, money is finite. Oh my gosh, I can't make any more. If you get any, you got to save it. You got to hoard it. Well, what happens is that it blocks your money conduit. My job is to be a great steward of money. The Bible talks about that now. A great steward of money is that as much money is coming in, I need to make sure it goes out. That's why it's very important for people to understand investing. Now people think, oh, you're just saying investing because you're a coach or da, da, da. No, 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 no. You have to understand that you need to make sure that money is being flowed through you and you're investing it, whether it's in your church, whether it's in your business, whether it's in yourself, whether it's in your community, you have to do that. So you basically are now telling yourself, wow, that money just came in for my paycheck. I'm going to make that money flow out. You know what? I have confidence that I can create more. When you hold on to money, subconsciously, what you're saying is you have no confidence that you can create more. And that means that you have no confidence that you can bring value to the world. And that's the issue. Yeah. And I think another thing too, is a lot of people say, I have to, and no, 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 people, you get to, you know, you get to pay the bill for your house. You get to pay the bill. I don't know what, whatever you want to do. Maybe it's still give it to, to my wife to go get her nails done. You know, as I get to do that versus I have to do that. Right. It's a huge thing. At the end of the day, money has to be circulated. Mm -hmm. Got to be circulated, right? Mm -hmm. I want people to serve me and I need to serve people. That's really all it is. Okay. Your wife goes to the nail salon. You want them to serve your wife. Don't you want your wife to be lo feel loved and feel pampered and feel important? Okay, so how are you going to do that? Well, 
besides you using money to buy back time so you can take care of your wife. I'm assuming you don't want to paint your wife's toenails all day. Okay, so let somebody else do it and pay them and have that person paint her toenails and make her feel great. Okay, and so that person is serving your wife and your wife is serving that person by paying them. This is how it's supposed to work. Okay, I want people to serve me. I want people to serve me at a high level. And I also need to focus on, I've got to serve people at a high level. So our whole focus every single day should be on how can I serve people at the highest level possible with what I have gone through in my life. That's really it. That's really it. And over life, if you're growing and you're expanding, you should be able to serve people at higher levels. It's really it. And if you never focus on, it's where your focus is, where your focus goes, your energy flows. So if you're focusing on, okay, let me just hold on to everything. Like, okay, well then why would you want to get better at anything? But if you're focused on, okay, money is just supposed to flow through me. So I just want a higher flow. I want a higher inflow and I want a higher outflow. Okay, great. If I want a higher outflow, then what is it that I need to do? How do I need to expand my market? How do I need to expand my reach? How do I need to expand? the people that I'm serving? How do I need to serve those people at a higher level so that they're going to now start to pay me more money, which means it's increasing my inflow. If I expand my market, there's more people that I can help, which means that it's going to increase my inflow. That's how you need to be thinking of it. And now what happens to the world when you do that? The world is being served better. The world's being served better. Look, man, I've never met a poor person that's built a church. Have you ever met a poor person that's built a hospital? How are these things built? These are built by people that have a massive inflow, but the massive inflow only happens if you have a massive outflow. Yeah, and I, I recently learned this too uh, the, the other day, or not the other day, it was actually during Thanksgiving when I was talking with someone about giving. And it's like, well, what if you don't have the means to give? And then the person was like, you can give $5, you can give $1, it doesn't matter. As long as you make this a habit, and then once you say you do have a more of an influx of cash flow, then it's like, okay, increase it. Right. One of the greatest lessons that I was taught, and I really thank my dad for this, is understanding the power of tithing. Now, you might be listening, you might be like, oh, I'm, you know, I don't believe in doing that. I'm not going to give 10% of my money. Oh my gosh, I work too hard for it. I think a lot of people don't understand what type of benefit it can give to you. Now, if you don't believe in the word of God and you don't want to do what it says in the Bible with tithing to your church. It's fine. But what you have to understand is this, you giving is more for you than it is for them. And you giving is actually showing you and it's proving to yourself that I can let go of this because I know that I have the ability to generate more. That's it. Now, I want to tell you guys this, for my business, one of the things that I do to keep me on my toes is I actually deplete my accounts pretty much every month. It keeps me on my toes. Like according to my accounts, I'm broke. I'm broke. And what it does is it keeps me hungry. And it makes me understand that every single month I need to create inflow. And the only way I'm going to ever create inflow is I have to create outflow first. So I don't put myself in a situation where I have options. Like I don't. And I make sure that... And by the way, I really believe all that happened from me giving from an early age. It was, I didn't understand at the time. I personally thought that in the beginning, like if I didn't give, maybe my dad was going to whoop, you know, whoop my tush or something like that. Right. 
you know, or I was going to get in trouble. But what I realized later is that, whoa, the giving is actually showing me the power of having a constant inflow. And it's showing me that I can have faith in the process of investing. And the majority of people that don't have money and struggle to get money is that they've never learned a skill of investing. And what I didn't understand, Nate, at that time, at 16 years old, when I got my first job, by the way, my first legit job, like W2 job was working at this place called TJ Maxx. I was a receiver for them, which is basically like a janitor, basically. And I was making $3.25 an hour. From that first job at 16 years old, I got the job in late September. My birthday is September 20th. I got the job like a couple of days after my birthday, okay? I was giving and investing $25 a month to a fund, okay? And I'm telling you right now, because I learned at such an early age, I learned the power of giving first before I get. And that's where most people are getting destroyed right now in business. That they can't, they can't give anything. Anything they give, they got to get right away. That's not how it works. You got to give, 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 and then you will get on the other side. The man who is willing to give a lot and work a lot or very little will eventually be able to get a lot for giving and working very little. You must understand that, people. It's the power of investing. That was deep. That was, yeah, that was awesome. Okay, so let's kind of go into some questions I have, which is kind of, we've talked about this on a, on a call once that, you know, you feel that the middle class is kind of being eliminated. So why would you say that six figures is not enough for people to become financially free anymore? What is your reasoning? Yeah, okay, so let's kind of talk about that. I learned about this and learned how to create wealth from actually an event. And it was in 2009. I actually wasn't at the event live. I was able to purchase the recordings of the event. And it was from a guy named T. Harv Ecker, Seekers of the Millionaire Mind. I believe that's what the event was called. Initially, I was like, what is this crap? You know, you know, uh, you know, I'm not too sure about this. But anyways, on day two of the event, the guy explained to me how he organizes his finances to get rich. And basically, I wasn't doing it at the time, but it made sense to me. I was like, this kind of makes sense. I was like, I don't think I can do it though. So here's how he broke it down. All right, so I'm gonna break it down for you guys. So write this down. If y'all don't have a piece of paper and a pen, just go get it right now. Pause the podcast and go get it. All right, so this is basically how millionaires do it, okay? The majority of people get to a million dollars. So 30% of your money is what you use to live off of. 30 to 40% of your money is used for taxes. And 30% of your money is used for investing. Now, you could break the investing part up into whatever you want. So for me, 10% of it goes to tithe. The other 20%, I put into different accounts for business investment, new opportunities, okay? So let me say it again. 30% of your money should be going to your living expenses. 30 to 40% should be going to taxes. I'll explain that in a second why I said 30 to 40. And then 30% should be going and should be stacked away for investments. Investments could be eventually you have a lot of money, real estate. It could be the market. It could be crypto. It could be business. What I recommend is I recommend the biggest return I've ever had on investments is with my business. It's always been 
the biggest return of investment, okay? So that's how it works. All right, so why did I say 30 to 40%? So 30 to 40% because if you don't have a business, you can't really write off a lot of stuff. So I would say 40% for you. So you're like, wait, my paycheck, I only get 29% taken out. Well, here's the deal. I want you to think of the food that you buy. I want you to think of the clothes that you wear. I want you to think of your cell phone bill. I want you to think about when you go to that, that three-day getaway for a long weekend. I want you to think about the taxes. They're anywhere between 6% all the way up to 30% is what we get taxed on. So when I say 30 to 40%, you got to understand that you're getting taxed on so many things after you get your paycheck. Now, if you want it to be a little bit less, where you're only getting about 20% from your business that you're getting taxed on, and then the other 10% from all the things that you're buying, well, you actually have to have a business. And you have to have a good accountant that's able to write off a lot of the things that many of us are using. Like my phone for me is a business expense. If you have a J-O-B, it's not, right? My car for me is partial business expense. If you have J-O-B, it's not for you. So there are certain things that I'm getting tax breaks from as a business owner that many aren't. So that's why I said 30 to 40%. So here's the question that you just posed to me. Why is $100,000 not enough? If you go off of that to create wealth, can you live off of $30,000 a year? That's my question for every single one of you. Can you, Nate? Can you live off 30,000 a year? Can you live off 30,000 a year? Uh, yes, if you know how to delegate it. <laughs> you know how to delegate it. I think the majority of people can. Yeah. It's very difficult. I think when you have a kid and you have other responsibilities, and you have other things coming up in life. I just took my daughter to wisdom teeth consult and the procedure, she has this thing that's a genetic thing because I have it as well. My wife's here screaming at me like, oh, your genes are terrible. <laughs> your genetics are terrible, Greg. And basically she's got six wisdom teeth, not four. Okay, and that's a genetic thing. So guess what? Her wisdom teeth, procedure is going to cost $4,600. And then with insurance, dental insurance that we have, it's going to be $2,975. $2,975. So if I'm telling you that you need to, you're making $100,000 a year and you need to live off a of 30K, well, this unforeseen wisdom teeth procedure would take up your entire months of earnings. And that's why I say $100,000 is not a lot of money. If you're trying to stay on that, now, most people, I think 65% of people that make 100K are living paycheck to paycheck. Why? Because they're living off of the $6,000 take home that they get. Now, I understand. You're like, Greg, $100,000, 8333 a month. Yeah, I know. But remember I said, they're taking, the tax man's taking that money from you. So you're not getting 8333 You know that, okay? Getting paid $6,000. That's what you're getting. That's what you're taking home. And if you're working for the man, now you're being taxed on all those other things. You ain't got no car. You ain't got no cell phone. You got this, you got that. You got, listen, so to most people, they're not able to live off of that. So you have 6,000 and then now you got to take, okay, 6,000. Now I got to take half of that. I got to live off of three. Most people can't do that. And that's why I say $100,000 is not a lot of money. It's not being greedy. It's just not if you're trying to get wealth. The whole goal in getting wealth is to play the game of doubles. And the game of doubles is to get your money to double as fast as possible. 
Like that's the key. So if you start out with $500, the goal is to get 500 to 1,000, 1,000 to two, two to four, four to eight, eight to 16, 16 to 32, 32 to 64, 64 to 128, 128 to 256, 256 to 512, 512 to a million. That's the goal. So if you don't have any money to play with for you to be able to play the game of doubles, by the way, it doesn't work where that just keeps on going up and up and up and up and up. If you play it aggressively, you're going to go up and then you're going to go down. But if you don't have money to continue to play in the game, you will never, ever achieve wealth. So I think people have this notion that six figures is like the ticket to the promised land. No, it's not. People think that having a million dollars saved up is going to allow them to be able to retire for the rest of their life. No, it's not. Not today. So you guys got to understand. You guys just have to understand. And once you understand it, you want to know what will happen? The greatest thing will happen for you. Your standards will change. And in life, you don't get your goals, you get your standards. By the way, I see that book in the back and you know, that was actually said, initially I heard it from Tony Robbins, but my coach is that guy that you have there in the back is Ed Milet. And Ed always talks about it. He's like, you just, you get your standards in life, bro. Get your standards. And so you guys got to understand that. So I would highly advise you all to change your standards and make it to where $100,000 is not your goal. Make it to where it's three. Or four. They're like, okay, but how do I do that? Well, okay, we got to figure that out. It's a different game. It's a different game. Yeah. And then once you once you're in that game, honestly, for me, business becomes fun. And it's just like, all right, we're trying to hit this four hundred thousand for a business. All right, how do we get there? Last year we hit two forty. Okay. So where where's the gap? How do we fill in? What workshops do we need to do? What events do we need to be talking at? What podcasts do we need to be getting on to, et cetera? And then just painting that that roadmap again <laughs> from our previous episode, guiding the roadmap and then getting there. Yeah. I mean, that's that's in essence, you know, what it is. Whatever you ask, you will get the answer. I mean, if you search hard enough for it, I can tell you for most of you, Nate, I'll tell you what yours is. For you, it's basically having, look, there's only three ways to grow a business. Okay. There's three ways to grow a business. And if you do any one of these and you just amplify one, you can double your business. Okay. So let's just say you're doing two, like 200 grand. Okay. You want to get to 400. All right. Either a, you got to increase the number, the number of customers that you have. Okay. All right. So whatever your, your base is right now. So how many customers do you have right now? 12. 12. So if you go from 12 to 24, boom, you just double your business. Okay. All right. Now the thing about that is that you add more customers, it's going to be more fulfillment. You might not want to go to 24. You might, you might not. So, okay, let's just say that you did that though, all right? So how do I get more customers? Well, that means that I need to create more outreach. That means that I need to have more outflow. So where should my effort and my energy be? And effort needs to be that I need to figure out who's got my money, who needs to amplify their podcast or who needs to start a podcast. So here's what I do is I say, you know what? I understand that there's different modes of communication. Different modes of communication could be me DMing people on Instagram. Eh, I might work, might not, more than likely not. Okay. Going and talking to people on the phone. Does that work? Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. You know, it's not the best. Um, is it the best? Nope. Me getting on a Zoom with somebody, does that work? Works pretty darn good. Is that the best? No, it's not. Me being at events. 
when I'm at events and I'm in front of people, when I look at my business, you look at your 12 clients, I wonder how many of those 12 clients you've actually met in person. You know? I've met half. Half of your clientele built a relationship with you. And I'm sure that relationship was amplified because you met them in person. Yes. And then the other half, were they referred to you? Yes, they were a, a good amount of referrals. And I wonder if they were referred by someone that you know in person. <laughs> they were. There you okay. go. There. So by the way, that's one way to grow a business. It's just by increasing the volume of customers. Okay. Number two way of growing a business is by you increasing the amount of service you give to a customer. So if your average customer is staying for six months, if you can just improve that to 12, well, you just double your business because you've decreased what we call churn in your business, okay? All right, if, you know, we talked about this new service that you can add. This is what we talked about before the podcast, right? If you added that service and now that's an add-on, that might make people stay with you longer. So you could double your business that way, okay? If you gave them the ability for them to refer other people. I feel like I'm consulting for you right now. You're not paying anything. Okay, all right. But look, if you gave people the ability to refer others to you, and that basically got them a month or two months of free service from you, that right there could amplify number one and number two. If it did half here, half here, you double your business. Okay, all right. So that's number two. Number three is you can increase the price. So I'm not gonna tell you to say the price on air because I don't know what it is, but... But basically, if you doubled your price with the same amount of customers that you have right now, you can double the business. So how do you double the price? Well, you have to add more value. You have to add value in the terms of the outcome that you can get for people. If you're promising people that I can get you in front of a thousand eyeballs or a thousand ears, okay, now I can get you in front of 2,000. Well, that just doubled my results, okay? If I can basically take the podcast and I can turn it and use AI to be able to actually turn it into text and have it to where it's on Instagram and have it where it's on Facebook. So our podcast turns into 35 pieces of content through using different AI tools. Okay, great. That can allow you to double your service. And you don't have to really add too much of a team because you're using artificial intelligence. You guys follow me when I'm saying this? I'm trying to say is that every single one of you can basically get whatever it is that you want, but you have to decide which is going to be the way that I'm going to do it. And the first step is just making a decision of what do I actually want to make? It's really it. We live in a very unique time right now, Nate. We live in a time where we have access to this new technology and this new technology has the ability to either take you out or it has the ability to allow you to grow and scale at levels that you had to have two offices and 16 staff in order to do so before. With the artificial intelligence that we have right now, those that are solopreneurs can actually have businesses that feel like you have 15 to 20 staff. But you guys have to ask yourself, am I willing to learn this stuff and put this stuff into my business so that it can grow and scale me? Anyways. Yeah. I mean, speaking of AI, we just did an episode where we broke down kind of the basics of chat GPT in there and then it had a training with it. So I would suggest you guys go check that out. It even has a codex of like how to ask questions to chat GPT. It's a great information. It's free. Go check it out. It's probably the second or third episode before this one. 
that's totally awesome. On day three of the challenge that we're going to be doing next week, I actually have basically the premier resource for AI, not even just chat GPT, open AI. He is the go-to person in our mastermind, which is called the Driven Mastermind. Not, Not mine. I'm talking one that I'm a part of. And in this mastermind, you can't even apply to join for it if you're not making over a million dollars a year. And so in that group, and I'm telling you, it's rock stars. I'm like a small fish in that group. He is the guy. I'm actually going to be having a meeting with him uh, in about uh, 20 minutes. He is the guy for AI. He knows every single AI software out there and knows how to use it to its infinite ability. So I got him to actually be a guest speaker in our challenge and help us with it. That's going to be crazy. So guys... Speaking of this challenge, what is this challenge that we're talking about? Greg, tell them what this challenge is, is the Invincible Challenge. What is it? Who is it for? Yeah, so Invincible. Invincible Challenge is going to be a five-day challenge I'm going to be doing March 6th to 10th. You're listening to this after the fact. You can still go to InvincibleChallenge.com, but you got to pay. Okay, all right, to listen to it. But this challenge is going to be March 6th to 10th. And basically, it's going to set you up to be recession-proof, to be inflation-proof, and to be invincible. And so invincible basically means too powerful to be overcome or defeated by anything. And I think right now we live in a time where a lot of people feel like it's just too much. It's too much. You know, they're taking insurance and insurance rates are being dropped down. So it's like, oh, man, it's because of insurance. I got defeated. I just shut my business down because of insurance. I just talked to a guy that told me, hey, um, I had five restaurants and I had to shut down. I said, why? Because of the pandemic. So he was defeated by the pandemic. You have some people that are like, oh man, I'm having to move. I have to change jobs. Why are you having to change jobs? Because they just increased my rent by 17%. So that person got defeated by inflation. So I want to show people how you become invincible. And invincible just allows you to be able to overcome anything. So I'm going to spend five days on how to actually do that from the perspective that you have to have from the frame of reference that you have to have, the mindset you have to have, the skills you need to develop, the types of vehicles you need to build. And what I mean by the vehicles, basically, if you are working to where you are trading your time for money and you're working a traditional 30 to 60 hour a week job, well, you are one third party away from that no longer being a thing. What I mean by third party is a middle manager saying, hey, you know what? We don't need your position anymore. Or a third party could be your health, meaning that your body shuts down and you can't physically serve anymore. See, I don't like that. I like to work in a vehicle that allows me to work 168 hours a week. So what is that? That's 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day is because I have different products. I have different solutions for people that are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And because of that, I'm able to make sure that I'm invincible. I'm able to make sure that I don't just serve people in Clearwater, where I'm at right now. I can serve people in India. I can serve people in Australia. I can serve people in Minnesota, serve people in New York or in Oregon or in Tennessee with my products and services. I kid you not, while I was at that appointment, when I came out and I was at a stoplight, I shouldn't have checked my email, but I did check my email, you know, for sales of our planners. 
I created it one time and it makes me money over and over and over and over and over again. And it will continue to make me money until they're gone. I create a program that I use my gifts and my skills. It makes me money over and over and over again. And anyways, that's what I want to teach you in the Invincible Challenge. How do you use what's going on today and use it in your favor instead of using it to your detriment? Whether that is working 168 hours a week through technology, whether that is using artificial intelligence to grow a team for solopreneurs, whether that is you being able to craft your message so that when you are talking to people out there, they're actually moved by your message and they want to actually give you money. These are all things that we do to allow ourselves to become invincible where it doesn't matter what is going on, we're okay. So that's what I'm gonna be doing. Five days, it's a free challenge. You can sign up for VIP. VIP just allows you to talk with me throughout the five days privately. But if not, just join the free one and enjoy it. And honestly, the free one is enough, but that VIP is going to go deep into what you're dealing with. And Greg is going to kind of be that guide, you know, not even kind of be that guide. He is that guide as you're hearing him talk to me and uh, like, this was a consulting call. I was like, okay, that's definitely what we got to go do now, you know? <laughs> um, and, but, but he's going to be that for you guys. And I know that some of you might even have gotten like laid off, like Greg, where maybe you are thinking of pivoting, uh, from physical therapy, OT, even a fitness trainer, you know, a nutritionist, dietitian or anything. And you're like looking to, to take that next step. This is that first next step that you need to take. I say, right now after this go into the show notes go sign up and you will be happy you did so and then in the next week once you're done message me and say thank you because <laughs> uh, you know i know it's going to have the impact that it did for me like and i can tell you guys right now like like i make 15 to 20k per month just from what Greg's has taught me from these challenges, from his tutelage, like it, it's no joke. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You know, there's a, things don't have to be so hard. You know, I'll talk about this on day one, but money, we're, we're, we're taught and trained that money is so complicated. No, no, it's not. It's simple. It's just math. It's just understanding that it's simple to get it, simple to understand it. Uh, but you have to build a vehicle that allows you to be able to have that outflow. And if you have the outflow, then inflow will eventually happen. But most people don't have the vehicle set up like that. Here's one last thing I'm gonna leave you with. Right now, there is a record number of millennials that are having to move back in with their parents. So what is this telling us? Well, th what this is telling us is that the traditional jobs that our parents told us to get are not allowing us to sustain life anymore. And be adults and take care of ourselves. And so what's happening is the middle class is basically just going away. There's no middle class. And I truly believe whether you agree with me or not, I believe that that's actually what the institution wants. Because if there's no middle class, you really can't take care of yourself. You're going to need some government assistance. When you need government assistance, that means that they have control over you. Okay? That's, that's the thing I think everybody needs to understand. Now, I'm not going to leave this podcast in doom and gloom. Let's talk about the other side. The other side is that there's 22 million millionaires right now in the United States. Here's the mind-blowing stat, though. The number of millionaires in the United States is going to double in the next three years. I said the next three years. We're going to 44 million millionaires. Now, ready? Let's get mind-blown again. 90% are first generation. 
So what does that tell you? Wait a minute. Poor is getting poorer. The rich are getting richer. More people are becoming wealthy and the middle class is being eliminated. Here's what it's telling you. What it's telling you is that you don't have the ability to stay in the middle anymore. You have to choose a side. Either you have to succumb to poverty or you're going to have to say, I need, even though as, as much as this makes me uncomfortable, I need to achieve wealth. There's nothing in the middle anymore. And if you do nothing, then the law of physics, which is energy, is neither created nor destroyed. And understanding the law of entropy, which is anything left to itself, tends to move towards disorder. And that means that if you do nothing, then you automatically chose the poverty track. That's it. So I just want to help you guys. I'm doing this one gratis. So get on it. Or get off the bus. I don't know. Boom. You know what, guys? Let's become invincible. Let's hit the hype button for that right now. I just want to thank you, Greg, for coming on the podcast, as always, and, and just dropping the knowledge into the audience. You know, I really hope you guys do really take this podcast and, and really utilize what we've gone through on this and, and even come back to it if you need to and just take actions of what we just said. And again, join the Invincible Challenge and we'll see you in there. But yes, thank you, Greg, for coming on. I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. And for listeners, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe for more episodes. Peace, guys. For more inspiring conversations like this one, I invite you to join my free Facebook group, Healthcare Hacks and Connections. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, review on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, be sure to follow our socials on Instagram, the podcast underscore doc and Nate Novice on Facebook. Thank you and have a great day.